from the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. Hi everybody, it's Douglas Hamadiche. Today I'm at the RCN having a conversation about health and well-being with a fantastic app provider called Wellspace. I have Jake Adams in the house, who's the COO, and uh, he's a co-founder alongside the CEO, Michael Lawrence. So how are you guys doing? How was your journey here? Journey was fantastic. Thank you very much. Not too far. And yeah, it's amazing good. surroundings. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much for inviting us on. Amazing surrounding to discuss something that has historical proportions and magnitude. Quite right. Not only is today Brexit Day, this is a day about liberating and enabling us to take better control of our health and well-being. You see how I tied it all together there. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Very good. Talk to me about the WellSpace app and how did you came up with the concept in the first place? Um, so we started WellSpace uh, a couple of years ago and we are looking at how we can improve mental and physical health in the workplace using a range of intelligent technologies in the form of a smartphone application uh, that we can provide uh, across workforces on iPhone and Android and a online portal dashboard that presents all the data uh, that we gather and a very detailed comprehensive training program that we can deliver digitally and also on the ground through cl- uh, clinical professionals. Um, so with the uh, application, it's been designed to be really simple, really intuitive uh, for the individual. They interact with it on a daily basis. Uh, we ask simple questions around mental health, around sleep quality, around activity. So it could be a Monday morning and it would say, how are you feeling today? And you could say, not great. And it would come up with a, a range of responses. Why? So that may be, you know, I'm suffering from anxiety. I've got a deadline, uh, poor communication with my team example. So it's a, a digital diary effectively for that individual. Yeah. And we, we collect all that data. It's totally anonymized. So uh, there's no fear of anyone uh, being able to look at Jake's data or Doug's or Michael's. And we present all that data on uh, the portal dashboard and we can look at kind of key trends uh, of bottleneck, of issues, of stress, of pressure, uh, of burnout approaching and be preventative uh, rather than reactive to, sure. to key issues. So. Sure. And, and Michael, Mike on a journey in this um, started with my work with a number of the team within Wellspace today in health and safety. So we had a business called PeopleSafe, okay. which was a loan worker protection um, business, a technology solution. Um, we were seeing the market um, and the needs moving from health and safety to the overall health and well-being of employees. Uh, we were starting to work with um, wearable tech um, and other type solutions. 
Um, and um, yeah, we created IP, uh, which effectively became Wellspace. So we sold um, PeopleSafe and we created uh, Wellspace. Um, so we've been building Wellspace for the last uh, two years. Um, we've got the app, we've got the portal, we've got some fantastic um, content and on the ground training um, capabilities built over that time, uh, predominantly delivered under what we're calling kind of data-driven well-being. So there's a lot of wow. well-being solutions, you know, out there. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of consumer well-being apps. We're business to business, and by business to business, we're business to business from the ground up, which means that every organization is different. The way we set up and onboard organizations is very different. Um, the app is not overly gamified, which means that employees are engaging with it no more than, you know, 30 seconds to a minute or so, you know, a day. Um, and that is aggregated to driv- deliver real value to a business. And that's the important thing. So based on the inputs that an employee are entering, they get data-driven content. So based on their insights, say, for example, they're presenting issues related to sleep for a few days, then they'll get some content presented in their timeline, which is how to get a better night's sleep. Um, Aggregated up for the organization, it delivers um, the opportunity to deliver kind of real-time changes. So we are, for example, one of our customers is a, um, a pilot training school. Um, we've been doing great work with them over a, over a number of months now. Uh, we were seeing a decline in sleep um, for that um, organization. Um, we were able, through the app to present content, we were able to change um, the on-the-ground training um, and adapt it from what was previously structured and then able to deliver a, um, a change around within you know, three weeks, which is kind of unheard of, to go from capturing insights, yeah. delivering interventions, showing you know an effect of those interventions over a short period of time is you know incredible, as against in my previous life in corporate and other business, you run a an annual or quarterly engagement survey, and that's how you get your get your insights. You so can, you can see that um, from that example in a, in a flight school, how if you can monitor people's health and well-being, mm. or you or if you don't monitor people's health and well-being, the disastrous effects yeah. that you could have. Yeah, you know, the safety um, critical roles. Exactly. Know, so yeah. within the health environment for nurses, mm. um, social workers, carers. Yeah. It, a lot of a lot of these workers go through a lot of stress mm. that go unreported, mm. and it's it actually it's part of the culture. And I can say it quite candidly in the RCN. As a nurse myself, there's many times I've gone to work and I'm not been in the best mm. state to be at work, but because of either staffing levels, I have I feel compelled I have to be at work. And also, you got this 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 calling that you have to you you're there to add value. You mm. want to really help people improve their lives, but who's taking care of of us as it, as, it, as it was. So we have occupational health as mm-hmm. also playing a role, but they, they come in, I guess, a bit too late, whereby you really now have hit rock bottom. Yeah, it's very reactive rather than preventative. And certainly we want to be preventative. I guess, you know, another thing, you know, personal for me, another reason why, you know, I'm in this industry is I had a, you know, colleague I worked with for a number of years um, that, yeah, used to chat with a guy. Um, he went missing. Um, no one knew where he was, and he'd killed himself. 
Um, and you think, you know, what could we, what could I have done? Everyone asks this question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would Wellspace have helped? It could help, but in the round, it's about the overall um, mental wellness and actually offering the opportunity for people to speak. I see business has changed over the last five or 10 years. Probably 10 years ago, mental health was talked about, but it wasn't wasn't really in any way anything like as open as it is today. And people are more open. I do think that um, senior leaders in organisations should be way more open because it's the top executives that affect the culture of an organisation. If they are open to it, and there are a number of good examples, uh, there are people that are being kind of open. And by being open, it reflects within the organisation. I think all of us have issues. um, And if you pretend you're superhuman, it doesn't, doesn't help most definitely and also being able to capture that information in real time in a very easy way Mm -hmm. this is where i think apps in general have a have a very important role in being able to um empower individuals to say okay fine i feel low today Mm -hmm. um input that information on this app and then i can look look back at that particular time but also be able to trigger other support metrics other support mechanisms to help. Um, what, what sort of things does the app um, enable me to, or the individual to use when they input their own personal data into it? So we've built um, part of the features is a, is a red flag system. That's what we've titled it. Anyway. And uh, if a user is uh, presenting signs of, of negative well-being, let's say you're entering kind of um, depression or anxiety or high levels of stress. Um, this is tailored, but default, you know, if we measure two days of negative responses, there'll be an automatic notification to that user. So, um, a handout, if you like, um, asking, you know, we've noticed you've been struggling. Would you like to speak to a specialist one-on-one? Are you aware there's an EAP system? Uh, are you aware that there's local resources and signposts to, you know, GP and, and even therapy? Um, so that's, that's available for, you know, and that's excellent users. because as, yeah. as um, Michael's point was in terms of the, he lost somebody close to him. Yeah. Um, signposting. That's it. You know, yeah. Sometimes we wonder if that person would have had access to information in a timely way, the outcome would have been completely different. Mm. Um, going to every hospital, you see posters for everything from flu, vaccinations, all that kind of stuff. But if you're a patient and you're lying down on the bed, looking at the ceiling, and here we're blessed, look at that ceiling. Mm. It's magnificent, mm. right? But if you're in a ward, you're looking at fluorescent lights. Yeah. There are no posters there. So the reach of technology through apps is enormous mm-hmm. if you can put the right information front and center with the patient. And also you open up conversations whereby you can share that data with, with colleagues. So how would somebody be able to share um, health and well-being information. What sort of health? What sort of information do you think is important? Now, throughout your experience with in other industries, I guess what I'm basically saying is, in, take a look at, at the app. What sort of questions or information have you discovered through its deployment that are useful in health, for example? Well, it's a, a, an interesting point. I mean. Um, one of the earliest signs that we saw, we, we launched the app as a beta version in a free public account to, to gather lots of um, lots of user testing and, and feedback. And almost immediately, we were overwhelmed with with negative responses. It was around a twenty five percent, you know, 
below average um, response on the mental well-being on a daily basis on an yeah. on on open public account. And that was very eye-opening for us. You know, we suddenly had to kind of react to that. And it's, uh, it's about duty of care and, you know, how are we meant to respond to this in real time? And that's how we built the, the red flag system. So that was really key um, to kind of understand this need, this constant need is, is always there and, uh, and, and how to we respond to that in real time as well. Yeah, excellent, because we know in, in mental health, sometimes if you do not record on your, on your mood diary how you feel, that could indicate how badly you are feeling because mm. you don't have the motivation, the inspiration to, to write anything. Yeah. So um, just the fact that you're able to flag out, flag those risks out there. In terms of the, the, where the data goes and how you harvest that data, what's, what's the sort of mechanisms behind that in terms of the data that's in the system? And- well, all the, all the data is kept securely on, on our systems. We don't, uh, we don't share that with any third parties. Um, and even the, the, the client doesn't have access to any personal information. They have access to our online portal dashboard, so our front end, mm-hmm. uh, which is really you know, uh, clean and simple and intuitive. Uh, and they're able to see engagement levels and uh, you know, aggregated percentages of responses around mental well-being and sleep quality. And they can pull off reports you know, those notes that people are entering on, on the application, they can pull off the reports, but not at a level of an individual. Let's say it's, you know, it's um, the marketing department of this organization in London. We can pull off a report for them, for example, but we can't go any further into kind of individual inputs. Cool. Cool. And um, I know, Michael, you're keen to talk about in health incentives. Um, ah, the leaderboard. The leaderboard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think that um, one of the things that we've identified and we identified quite quickly was a need for some elements of competition which help for engagement. So it's important to add, you know, value. Um, so that's kind of feeding the content, delivering that, um, delivering that mood diary, but actually a leaderboard with incentives, whether that's vouchers or in the case of one of our customers, um, they were aggregating. Um, they had teams competing against other teams um, and the winning team got an extra day off holiday. The second team got half a day off and we saw engagement levels at pretty much 100% mm. for the whole of December um, for that organisation. Um, these things, um, you know, having the kind of challenges, having those incentives, you know, helps with engagement um, and having those challenges in kind of bursts, you know, really does, really does help. Um, and they need to be a level playing field. So one of the things that we do with our app, um, you know, we don't incentivize whether you say I'm feeling great or bad. You're just entering data, you get um, engagement points for that. Okay. In terms of your activity levels, we look at um, three months of historic activity levels and we average that and that becomes your movement baseline which then gets adapted over time and that means that if you know you're training for a half marathon or a marathon then 20,000 a day might be your target if you're reasonably you know sedentary you might pop to the shop once in a while you might be like three four thousand steps you know a day and that'll be your baseline so it's not the fictitious 10,000 steps which is it's not really a real number it's just a just a target um your baseline is based on your historic um, and how you're moving over time. And if you hit that target, then you get, you hit your points. So this whole thing about contextual health, you're, you're talking about aggregating data from say three months, mm. which I think which is superb because when we, if you assess your mood, for example, today, 
and you assess it how you were just last week, it's not enough data for you to really make an informed decision to say, okay, there's a trend developing here. Mm-hmm. I've been saying my mood's been flat for the last three months. Maybe I need to go and see my GP. This has now become a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in terms of the, the signposting, as, as, as you talked about now, uh, is there any way that we can customize signposting and as an organization, if they're deploying um, the Wallspace app, do they have the ability to put in um, specific interventions, specific um, signposts depending on the environment there? Yeah, quite right. It's, it's totally um, adjustable for, for the client and for the location as well. So uh, we would look at the, the local resources in a, in a particular area and we can signpost the GP to therapy sessions or, or whatever the client would, uh, would like. And through the management portal as well, they're able to kind of drop in any information into the timeline as well. So we have our data-driven element, you know, it's a machine learning database that provides relevant content based on your responses. But we also give the client the ability to you know, drop in any information into the timeline as well, whether that's a PDF or a video or a link or a questionnaire or a survey or, you know, uh, local resources in signposting as well. In terms of mental health, okay, and the way that your app helps manage or helps um, identify when somebody's going through some of these problems, okay? How, how big of a challenge do you think it is mm. on a national level? And what are your insights around that? It's interesting you raise that point. And uh, the Deloitte report around mental health and cost of the economy came out a, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the problem remains, the conversation around mental health is changing. That much is clear. It's moved away from, you know, let's increase awareness to what's the next steps, which is fantastic. But, you know, any one time, one sixth of workers will experiencing a mental health issue. Stress, anxiety and depression amount for around half of all working days lost in the UK. Yes. And mental health issues are now costing UK employers around 45 billion a year, which has risen by 16% since, since uh, 2017. So, you know, it's, it's, it's here and now, and it's, it's on the rise. You know, technology is the way forward to, to tackle this head on and, and to, to get across workforces. You know, only 49% of employees feel comfortable talking to their line manager about mental health. Yeah. You know, these numbers are staggering. And oh God, they're frightening numbers. Mm. And again, if you can empower yourself at, at an individual level to monitor your health and well-being, mm. and then at an organizational level, if they have the tools to then say, okay, we recommend the staff use this to help track their um, health and well-being as well. I think you're onto a winner there because again, it's get first of all must be able to get the data so you understand the order of magnitude. How big a problem is this for your organization? The numbers you 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 read off there are completely stark and frightening. So if you're a CEO for a company and you want to have the best outcome, because let's be frank, if your staff are coming to work and they're not fit mentally, psychologically, spiritually, enable to do the work effectively, that's going to affect your customers. It's going to affect mm. your bottom line at the end of the day. Of course, yeah. So this is allowing you to be a bit more, a lot more, should I say, proactive. Absolutely. In, in, in the way you manage your own health as an individual and as an organization to ensure that the staff that work for them have the tools to help manage their health. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Jake and Michael for, for coming down and sharing your health insights and um, talking about the rationale and the, the philosophy behind some of the features of your app. A lot of people, when they come and we have conversations around their technology, they just talk about their features. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really happy that you guys have shared some personal stories as well so that we can all identify and see how Wellspace 
can enhance our ability to take better control of our lives. So as we close, I just want to point out to just ask again, um, Michael, how can we get in touch with you and any other signposts you might have? Yeah, look, we're absolutely always interested in speaking with forward-thinking businesses. Um, and, um, yeah, take a look at the uh, the website, yourwellspace.com. Um, drop either Jake or myself, you know, Michael Lawrence, a LinkedIn request. We're always happy to meet um, and speak. Um, drop us a line and we can take it from there. Fantastic, fantastic. You guys have a pleasant day. Thanks for inviting us on, Douglas. Thank you, Douglas. That's okay. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.